As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The Eleventh Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware. Because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been a caretaker for someone who is terminally ill? Well, I have, and I'll tell you, it's a tough task. Tell me. Can you imagine what it would be like to be a caretaker for 11 years? Now, that is a very, very long time. Have you ever wanted to know more about hospice and how to deal with bereavement? Now, would you like to learn what happens when you lose a loved one and then have to heal yourself and heal others? Tell me, have you ever heard about an amazing book called The Elder Care Consultant? 
your guide to making the best choices possible. Now, would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for today? Now, are you ready to learn how to be successful and how to cope with people who are aging, perhaps your aging parents? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today I'll be introducing you to my guest, a success coach extraordinaire, and she will provide us with wonderful information, inspiration, and some really, really great advice about dealing with your elderly parents or elderly friends. I am pleased to announce that this show is now live on Talk for Media and syndicated on iHeartRadio Talk with over 55 million subscribers. We are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure at iHeartRadio. Our show has now had over 3.4 million listeners to date. So now it's time for you to sit back and relax as you enter the no-wine zone. Pour yourself a glass of wine, get some cheese and crackers, and enjoy our show. Now let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. She will share the story of her late husband who had Huntington's disease, a degenerative brain disease, and how she cared for him for 11 years until his death at the young age of 49. Her journey as a caretaker caregiver led her to start two elder care businesses, one a nonprofit and the other for profit, along with writing the Elder Care Consultant book. With over 10 years of experience working with over 1,000 families, she has seen so many mistakes and successes families make and have when caring for aged loved ones. It's my pleasure and honor to welcome to the show today, Becky Fiola. Hi, Becky. How are you today? Hi, January. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm wonderful. So looking forward to having you on the show with us today. I wanted to share with our listeners that I met uh, Becky at the Payson Book Festival, and she is another one of the many authors who has come on the show to visit with us. You know, Becky, I always start the show by asking my guests to share a little bit about where their success story began, where they were born, and who their early mentors were. Oh, well, I had a really unusual childhood. I, um, my step, well, actually, it wasn't my stepdad. He adopted me. He was a professional cowboy, and we moved around working ranches um, while I was young. I grew up way, way, way out in the country, so far out that I didn't go to a public, public school until I was in seventh grade. I went oh. to a little tiny country school where all the other kids, no matter what age, we had one teacher. Sometimes, mm-hmm. literally, we rode our horses to school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How That sounds like Little House on the Prairie. It, it was. It was a real-life Little House on the Prairie. Um, but, you know, I think I had just a, a tremendous childhood. And, you know, I look back now and I see how it, it lended its way towards developing who I am today and what I do. You know, being who I am and my personality, I immediately, you know, started caring for every stray that came along, whether they were cats, dogs, cattle, raccoons, whatever it was. If it needed help, I was the one that was there nurturing it. 
Oh, gosh. And um, who was your earliest mentor that you can remember? Well, I think probably, you know, I would have to say my mom. I can remember her being right out there, you know, helping cows or horses giving birth. And the ones that lost their mother, she'd be there with the bottles and the nipples feeding them. And, you know, right. it's kind of interesting. I remember one of my earliest memories is she she had this funny spot on one of her fingers that ended up being cowpox. It's it's like smallpox almost, but you get it from a cow, and it was from a calf that would, you oh, know, wow. suck on her finger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, now, let's go on to uh, the fact that you were a caregiver for your husband at a very, very young age. Would you share with us how that came about? Yeah, I I was 34 when I met Neil. I was kind of a late starter there, and um, he, he was right around 39, and... Um, you know, I fell madly, deeply in love, and then within months of our wedding, he went in. He knew he had the chance of having Huntington's disease. It's a genetic hereditary disease, and his mother had it. And uh-huh. either of your parents have it, you have a 50-50 chance. Oh, so okay. within months of our wedding, I didn't know he was doing this, but he went and had the genetic testing done, and uh-huh. it came back positive. Um, mm-hmm. Me being who I am, I thought that, you know, I was pretty naive. I thought that I could love him into being healthy and living mm-hmm. a long, long, steady life. And, um, you know, it, it, we, we had 11 years together. We immediately retired and moved from San Francisco area out here uh-huh. to Arizona to be near his stepmother and father. And uh-huh. um, so I literally retired at 34. And okay. we decided to have our, our son then. Little did I know how quickly he would start to advance and have some serious problems. With Huntington's, in his case, he had mm-hmm. the mental decline of, like, Alzheimer's, the physical problems that come with Parkinson's, and then let's throw a little bit of schizophrenia in there. Audio, oh, wow. visual hallucinations, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, wow. you know, I, beca- I became a full-time caregiver. He... He lost the ability to write, to do math. Um, he, uh-huh. he was having trouble physically walking. Uh-huh. Right away, all of these problems showed up, and I, I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. Right. Um, what I wasn't expecting January was that we would become as isolated as we did. Uh-huh. Um, quickly, very quickly, people that we thought were friends disappeared. We had uh-huh. people that would actually look Neil in the face and say, you're too much trouble now. You're not fun anymore. Oh, and wow. <laughs> I, I these, these were, some of them were yeah. lifelong friends of his that he'd known from school. And, um, you know, and his, his, his family was scattered. My family was scattered. Um, but they'd sure. also been, they'd also been through it with his mother. And to be honest, and- I, under, I understand now they didn't want to have to do it again. Yeah. Okay. Now, how how old was his mother when she passed away? She outlived Neil by two years. She oh, was really? 80, I think she was eighty five, and she died two years after his death. She had been in a nursing home in New Jersey, hooked up to feeding tubes and whatever she needed. She was no longer aware for years mm-hmm. and years and years. Um, but unfortunately, you know, she didn't have any directives. And uh-huh. that's that's what that state did, mm-hmm. and um, but yeah, he died at forty nine, and she died at I think she was eighty five. 
Wow. So this family has really gone through quite a bit before this situation arose. Now, let's talk a little bit about the violence that occurs and uh, controlling behaviors that you have to deal with as a caretaker. Well, you know, this is a tricky question because, first of all, of course, not every person's going to become violent. In my case, Neil did with the the hallucinations. You know, he acted out against them. That's how he ended up in the hospital and in a care home. Um, But what I found is, you know, as the if you have a cognitive problem, dementia. You know, that's definitely going to be a, a problem, and sometimes the impulse control and the judgment is so severely altered that mm-hmm. they can become violent. I think what's even bigger than that, though, is is controlling or manipulative behaviors. And, and I don't see that as a, a, an evil or bad thing on the part of the, the person who's exhibiting them. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at it, they're losing control of so yeah. much of their life. Things are changing, and they're desperately clinging to anything that they control. And unfortunately, what I find is that's usually the caregiver. Because people who make really good caregivers are the kind that want to give and give and give and forgive. (laughs) And um, so they're, they're, I hate to put it this way, we're kind of easy targets. And I say we because I was right there. You know, Mm -hmm. anything for the person I love, anything, including my own well-being. And, um, you know, and I, I just feel it's really unfortunate when, you know, especially when you see an older couple and, and you mm-hmm. see the, you know, the one spouse who's in their 80s who's just struggling so hard to, to jump and do everything the other spouse is asking of them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it happens much more than, than anybody's aware of. It happens in the majority of cases oh, that I've worked with. That's yeah. very, I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, I was a caregiver for a very short time, and it was just one of the most uh, difficult things I've ever done in my life. And here you were doing it for 11 years. And earlier, I referred to you as a caretaker, and I want to go back and correct that because you certainly are a caregiver and all the people who are taking care of other people, that's the perfect, that's the true title for them. Now, did you have to, was it difficult um, to fight for his end of life rights? And uh, did you have trouble having those carried out? And- I, I I did, January. That was probably one of the most um, emotionally damaging parts of everything. Um, Neil, fortunately, he had every directive you could imagine. He wanted no end-of-life measures, no feeding uh-huh. tubes, no ventilators. He had it clearly written out in his uh-huh. directives. But he stopped eating. As soon as he went into the hospital, he decided um, uh-huh. in moments, you know, he, he, he had moments of lucidity, and he decided, this is, I see my future, and uh-huh. I'm not eating. I, I want to go. Uh-huh. And uh, the state assigned him uh, an attorney because I was, getting legal guardianship, and that's just the natural process. Mm-hmm. And the attorney wanted to put him on a feeding tube. Uh-huh. And I had I had to go to battle. I had to get statements from everybody that knew him, go to court. Uh-huh. The, wow. only thing that, the only thing that saved me, because they were going to lean towards this attorney's request, was that I had copies of letters Neil had written to the state of New Jersey uh-huh. about his mother. And okay. that she would never want to be living the way they had her living. And when the oh. judge saw those letters, uh-huh. you know, her, 
Neil begging for his mom to be released. He said, no, I'm not going to do this to him. And, um, but I, I had to go to court. It, you know, it was about a $12,000 battle (gasps) for me me to protect his rights, even though he had clearly outlined what he wanted. That is so unbelievable because I know I I have a directive. It's at my doctor's office and it's also in my papers and at my hospital. And it would just make me furious to think that it wouldn't be followed or that my husband would have to go to court. Mm -hmm. Does this happen often? Well, I I think part of my problem was, was that Neil had to be involuntarily committed because of of the act of violence that happened that caused uh-huh. him to go into the hospital. I, I think they they felt that they needed to take these precautions, and, and plus he was so young, 49. Yeah. Right, and yeah. He, he, and, and a lot of people, nobody even knows about Huntington's and don't understand it and don't know what mm-hmm. what the future is for these people. So, yeah. you know, I, I looking back now, I understand why it happened. At the time, mm-hmm. it was horrifying to me oh you know, yeah it was, it was just difficult and and I knew that Neil Neil would have been horrified to think that they could have done that to him <laughs> sure but, yeah you know um this is a fascinating uh journey that you are kind enough to share with us and uh we're also going to hear from some fascinating sponsors and when we come back we'll be visiting again with Becky Fiola and she is the author of a wonderful book uh, uh elder care consultant we'll be right back Layla a book by Jeannie Kerrigan will take you on a journey a raw heart-wrenching journey the final resting place? Love. Jeannie is an author, healer, and executive director of Ricky's Revolution Nonprofit. You can get your copy of her book at JeannieKerrigan.com. Ricky's Revolution comes directly out of Layla, dedicated to helping homeless runaway youths and victims of sex trafficking reach a place of safety. We distribute Jeannie's monkey named Ricky with vital hotline numbers embroidered on him free to children on the streets through loving collaboration with thousands. Proceeds from the book and your donations have saved lives. Ricky'sRevolution.org Are you pursuing your passion, doing what you really want to do in life? Do you ever feel everyone around you is succeeding, leaving you behind, feeling unhappy and unsatisfied with your life? There are many ways to become successful, but getting there is half the battle. In his book, Finding Your Road to Success, How to Get There Without Getting Lost, Patrick Daniel shares tips on what it really takes to be successful. As a CPA, chartered professional accountant, author, life coach, charity founder, investor, and family man, Patrick lives success every day of his life. Connect with Patrick at www.FindingYourRoadToSuccess.com. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. 
Thou Shall Not Wine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. Welcome back to the No Wine Zone, and we certainly have a guest who is not a whiner. She is Becky Fiola, and she's the author of The Elder Care Consultant, Your Guide to Making the Best Choices Possible. Now, Becky, you had been a caregiver for 11 years when your husband passed away. Share with my listeners what condition you were in after this all ended. Well, I was in pretty rough shape. I, I think we've all heard, you know, that they, they kind of joke almost that caregivers often pass away before their loved mm-hmm. ones do. Yeah. Um, you know, in eight years of, the last eight years of his life, I had only been away from him three nights. <gasps> One of them was to have gallbladder removal surgery, and I was back the next day being his caregiver again. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I, I had gotten down to under 100 pounds. I'm five foot four. That's way, way underweight. I was uh-huh. in adrenal failure. My hair was falling out. Um, I had uh-huh. all sorts of stuff happening. Um, when he finally passed away, it, it literally took me years to even begin to recover. Um, it, it just, you, you don't even see that that stuff is happening to you because your focus is on somebody else, not on, mm-hmm. on your well-being. Mm-hmm. I had a doctor who, the first doctor that I went to when it was over, he literally wrote me a prescription to take a nap every day between two and three for uh-huh. as long as I needed. <laughs> okay. so, but it took me, it took, whoops, I'm sorry, January, it took me literally probably about three years to recover. Three years to come back. Mm-hmm. I, that does not surprise me. Now, in your book, you acknowledge um, your hospice bereavement counselor for pushing you to reach out to others, um, to help others in order to heal yourself. Tell me how that came about and what you did to help others. That was one of the most amazing things out of this whole story is um, after he passed, she started coming to my home and just, you know, visiting with me about once a week and helping me work through this. And I was telling her, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I haven't mm-hmm. worked in 11 years. I just don't know. And and I was in pretty bad a bad place, you know, emotionally. And she said, you know, I would suggest to you that you take what you've learned and reach out to others, even if it's just for a short period of time, it will allow you and help you start to heal from all of this. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> within a few weeks, she became my first client. We were having a session one day, and, and I could tell she was terribly upset about something, and uh-huh. I, I begged her to tell me, and she's like, I can't, I can't possibly, and I'm like, you need to, I won't go on if you don't do. And her husband had just been diagnosed with um Louis body disease. And I don't know what that talking, is. Well, it's a, neur- a neurological condition, but she was talking to me about it. And I had worked heavily with San Francisco Genetics, uh, University of San Francisco Genetics team regarding Neil. And mm-hmm. I told her, I said, I don't think that's what he has. That doesn't sound right to me. And I gave her my contact there. Well, it ended up he had Krushfeldt Jacobs disease, mad cow disease. He'd been oh. misdiagnosed. Oh, my gosh. And, she wow. became my 
my first client right then and there is really when I started the nonprofit. I started giving mm-hmm. back as she had suggested. <laughs> she became my first <laughs> client. <laughs> oh, that is that's that is um, seren- That's more than serendipity. That's uh, the karmic uh, w- thing in action. Now you t- you started two businesses. Uh, what was the first business? And had- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and and then the second one. Okay. The NJF Center for Caregivers, that's Neil's initials, and it was a, a business that's a nonprofit related towards helping people keep a chronic or terminally ill loved one at home. Uh-huh. And um, when when the economy tanked in 2008, I had to uh, dissolve that business, and I just recreated myself as Assisted Living Advantage. I'm still doing the same work, um, but I've expanded it now. I do much more counseling and consultations and assessments than than I did mm-hmm. before. And um and that you know, that led to the book. The whole process for the book was I just had so many clients saying, You need to tell mm-hmm. people, you know, your theories and your methods. You know, you've just helped us so much and I was getting phone calls from families all over the country in Australia even. I've worked with yeah. the family there. And I, I went, you know, you're right. I think I need to, to broaden this so that people elsewhere have a tool. I can't work with everyone face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the book came about. So, Well, how long did it take you to write the book? Well, the whole process from thought to publishing was about three years. Um, what was funny was I, I wrote a hundred about a 123-page book proposal to try and get an agent. <laughs> so it was a book right there. Um, but when I, when I got an agent, within a week I had a publisher, but the publisher came to me and said, you know, we love you, but we don't really think the book you've proposed will sell very well. So we would like you to consider writing a different book for us. And I'm like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And together we came up with the concept for the elder care consultant. And then they gave me four months to write it. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so. you know, it's it's a marvelous book. And uh, the, the fact that you yourself... It, did this, you had this experience and wrote this book and started this business, there is really, when you have this kind of a situation in a family, it happens sometimes just so suddenly. People go into shock and there is no need to reinvent the wheel if this happens to someone you love and you become a caregiver because uh, Becky's book will take you step by step and uh, it will be a fabulous resource for you now as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Compare your condition now to what it was at the time of Neil's death and... How do you see yourself? You've got a business and a successful book. Tell us about how that feels. Well, you know, I'm a completely different person right now in every aspect, physically, mentally, emotionally. I think the biggest changes I've gone through is that I came out of that experience with a very deep spirituality. Uh-huh. Um, you know, my whole outlook about life, death, everything changed. Um, little things just don't phase me at all anymore. When you are a caregiver, uh-huh. you, you develop a thick skin. <laughs> and, you know, I just have a deep appreciation and being grateful for every day and, and seeing all the blessings that I have. But, I, you know, I think most importantly is that I used to be a pleaser. I would do anything for anybody. Uh-huh. And I, I have gained a new perspective on myself that I am worth caring for as well and that it's okay for me to say no and not Mm -hmm. sacrifice what is in my best interest for somebody Uh, else. Um, I always make sure, you know, that I try to give people resources and some some form of help, but I don't necessarily have to be the help myself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, that would be spreading you pretty thin. And I'm I'm very pleased that you spoke about the isolation that happens Mm -hmm. when someone has a terminal illness. It it happens for the entire family. Uh, It is a difficult thing to to deal with. Um, This is a wonderful book that I highly recommend. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to highly recommend my sponsors. And when we come back with Becky, we'll talk a little bit about her belief in educating the public on their options. We'll be right back with Becky Fiola. Joining January Jones as her co-host on the show is Miles Miller, the great success creator. Miles is a two-time best-selling author with books entitled Against the Grain and Successonomics. He continues to transform 100,000 people all over the world through his speaking and training. His uplifting and essential messages like Bulletproof, Time Machine, and Strength in Numbers are impacting every audience he meets. Together with January Jones, they'll explore how to be successful and what steps you can take to achieve the success you want. Visit successhq.net, leadup.biz, and learningbreaks.com. One expert, one solution. The book, The 411 on Step Parenting, teaches you how to create a well-blended step family. The 411 on Surviving Teenhood helps parents and teens cope with teenage temptations, teachable moments, and teenage social dilemmas. The books, The 411 on Life Skills and Ace Your Life, helps those living on their own with home and money management, personal care and safety, and much more. An award-winning, best-selling author, registered nurse, and personal growth mentor, Michelle Sfakianos will help you. Get the 411, my411books.com. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People 
who have faced difficult problems, people who have fearlessly shared their stories, their struggles, and their successes, people who have priceless personalities. In my new book, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, I am honored to be able to share with you people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, starting over, self-esteem, and workplace issues. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They will amaze, amuse, and even astonish you. You will adore getting to meet them at Amazon.com. My book is now available, two-for-one, paperback and Kindle editions. Also, I'm pleased to announce that Priceless Personalities is available at audiobooks.com. We have a very priceless personality visiting with us today. We have Becky Fiola. And Becky, could you share your website information and share with our listeners how they can get your book? Um, My website is www.assistedlivingadvantage.com. And um, you can buy my book. It's out at Amazon.com in both ebook and uh, paperback. It's available through Barnes and Noble, Walmart, and a lot of your little local independent bookstores. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have uh, Becky's website in front of me at one of my computers, and it is a fantastic website. It offers all kinds of uh, services, rates, resources, uh, frequently asked questions. I think for anyone who is becoming or has been a caretaker, this is a site that you will visit and revisit many, many times. Now, Becky... You're known for your belief in educating the public on their options. Tell us uh, why it's so important to you and give us an example of some of the options. Well, I quickly became aware um, while working with families that most people aren't aware of what it's what's available to them. Um, most family caregivers go into the situation with the mindset that this is something they must do and don't even try to find out that help is available. I mean, how often mm-hmm. do we hear, well, he's my husband, I have to do this, or it's my right. child, you know, it's my responsibility. And he, I just think that everybody, even if you're a family caregiver, has the right to ask for help. And it's out there, it's available. You just need to know um, how to find them. And that's where I come in. I'm, I'm your matchmaker, basically. Okay. <laughs> but, I, you know, the thing that they don't understand is asking for help, getting the right help, that's, that's going to make them a better caregiver, not a worse caregiver. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're the consultant that can uh, help them step by step get through it. Uh, You discuss the importance of uh, when you're a caregiver, the body, mind and spirit. Uh, Why is this so all three of those are I think are probably equally important. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Um, I find that family gets so focused on the physical needs um, of what what needs to be done, what must be done, that they they stop remembering that this is a a very complex, you know, person in front of them and that Mm -hmm. they need to, not only do we need to take care of them physically, we need to make sure that mentally that they're stimulated, 
to mm-hmm. a degree that's you know appropriate for them that they they are thinking and using their brain, but also spiritually, um, you need to make sure that they are getting that nourishment. However, they're willing to receive it. If you've got somebody who went to church every Sunday and can't get out anymore, yeah. make sure the church is bringing somebody into them. Or that mm-hmm. you know. By acknowledging all three areas and and doing the best that you can, it heals them, you know, an all-encompassing healing to help them make it through this difficult situation. We know you have such an amazing career, and I want to share with our listeners that you work with over 1,000 families. Now, Becky, could you share some of the common mistakes that caregivers make? I think the biggest one I see is that they don't really see their loved ones accurately. They've kind of got their rose-colored glasses on, especially Uh for children. They think about their parents when they were younger and vibrant. Uh Um, So you've got to take those glasses off and take a cold, hard look at your loved one. Um, Don't make decisions based on what they used to be like. Um, Uh Next is, you know, think ahead. Don't wait until those crises happen. If you... um, you know, if you do that, chances are you're going to end up in a far worse situation. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I see caregivers all the time who are self-sabotaging. You know, they, they oh. say they can't get any help. Well, the fact is, is every time somebody tries to help, they criticize uh. them and push them away. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I tell every caregiver I work with, there's more than one way to do something. You know, you, you, yeah. don't, you don't necessarily have the only way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and, you know. and I think, you know, a caregiver can also become a little bit possessive of the situation and they feel that they're the only ones that can do it right and and that's a a big problem isn't it yeah it is um and and i think i fell in that category too you if if it goes on long enough a caregiving situation you start to get your you kind of your worth your self-worth out of that situation you start identifying with that role and and you need to do it, and you need to do it the way you want to do it because that's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, what are are there any other mistakes that you've seen being made? Well, just it kind of goes back to the mind, body, spirit aspect. Mm-hmm. It's just forgetting that their loved one is a real person, um, not just somebody that they're taking care of, but that they have emotions. They have good and bad days. They have mm-hmm. needs that relate separate from you taking care of them. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Now, who do you see uh, benefiting from this book? Well, I see millions of people benefiting from it. And uh, who do you really address in this book? Well, I don't think you're going to find somebody who is, you know, 90 years old and, and needing some help buying the book. It's going to be the baby boomer generation who mm-hmm. is taking care of their their right. aging parents. Um, But one thing that I stress to them is, you know, I would like to see our children take better care of us than maybe we are with our parents. (laughs) So (laughs) I I quite frequently will will tell people, I think, why don't you buy this book for your, your children, you know, so they can take care of you, and you won't believe how many people are actually doing that. <laughs> they're oh giving my their, gosh. <laughs> their kids this book as a present. 
<laughs> well, you know, I actually will. I've been thinking about doing that as we were going through this interview. We, I have uh, four children, and I think each one of them would get a lot out of this book. And I also have a daughter who is a uh, counselor, family counselor, and she works in a facility where she counsels the caregivers who uh, their uh, spouses have Alzheimer's. And so she will definitely read your book, and uh, she actually will be able to apply a lot of your suggestions and your expertise and knowledge. Uh, what a service you've done by writing this book. There, I think, was a real need for it. It wasn't there. Yeah, there was. Um, you know, we have 77 million baby boomers who are dealing with this, and they're all hungry for information and help and uh you know, I, I would love to touch each and every one of them. Oh, well, I'm hoping we'll touch quite a few of them with this show today. And also, I'm hoping that everyone will listen to what our sponsors have to say, too. We'll be right back. With over 30 years as a registered nurse with empathic abilities, Carolyn Green, a.k.a. The Energy Nurse, is bridging the gap between traditional and alternative medicine. Certified in the areas of energy medicine, life coaching, and as a medical intuitive, she brings to each client an integrative approach to body, mind, and spirit. Her book, found on Balboa Press and Amazon, Getting to Know You, Guided Pearls of Wisdom for a More Soulful Existence, is a channel journey for clearing the mind clutter to bring about healthier thought patterns. As a motivational speaker, Carolyn brings new light to old issues and is engaging, interactive, and enlightening. With her newly launched The Energy Nurse Jewelry Line, she brings to you stones and crystals that are not only beautiful to wear, but balancing and healing as well. To contact or learn more about Carolyn, go to www.theenergynurse.com. The moment after you serve your customer, what will they tell the world? Social media has us so connected that a single voice has unprecedented power to benefit and to harm. What do your customers say? Do you know? Do you respond? What do you say? For years, Steve Holtquist has been helping businesses use the Internet to be more productive and successful. Now he's showing businesses how to go back to the future, fostering and empowering relationships. Learn how to work in this new world. Find Steve at InfiniteSummit.com. What is AATH? The Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor is a nonprofit, member driven international community of humor and laughter professionals and enthusiasts. AATH provides its members the education, cutting edge resources, and supportive community they need to excel in the practice and promotion of healthy humor. AATH welcomes anyone who is interested in learning more about the application and benefits of therapeutic humor. Members include scholars, psychologists, counselors, nurses, social workers, physicians, educators, clergy, hospital clowns, and many others who incorporate humor in their life and work. AATH was created to disseminate information about humor and laughter, laughter play in well-being, provide a caring, supportive community of humor professionals and enthusiasts. Check out our AATH at www.aath.org today. Welcome back with our wonderful guest today, Becky Fiola. She is the author of The Elder Care Consultant, Your Guide to Making the Best Choices Possible. Now, Becky, what a journey you've had and what an experience. And uh, you're, you've been 
on the front lines and you have really know of what you speak. What a fantastic book for you to share with everyone. But tell me now, what does success mean uh, to you on your own personal journey for the past 20 years that you've been on it? Well, I think obviously, um, you know, as far as work-related success is touching as many people as I can. But Mm -hmm. I, you know, I can only do that so far where I have to make sure that I'm successful in other areas. And I think the biggest one is is knowing when it's time to slow down and enjoying my own life. I'm a real go-getter, go, go, go. <laughs> and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think for me, success means at this point that I've realized, let, let's slow down a little bit and let's start enjoying those little moments and doing the things that you, you know, have been on your bucket list, and I'm starting to do that. So mm-hmm. to me, Good. that's a real signal Good. success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love hearing that because I'm always working on my bucket list every day of my life. Now, <laughs> do you have any regrets uh, when you look back on the past 20 years? Uh, regrets or things that you would do differently, things you might change? Well, you know, I, I really have a firm feeling about this. I don't believe in regrets or going back and doing things differently. I, I feel that every experience is a building block to who you are. And if, you know, if you change anything, you wouldn't be who you are today. I mm-hmm. feel that if you need to take what's happened to you and look at it and try to learn from it, and then you will continue to grow as a person. So, you know, you can't undo what's been done. You can only learn from it and try to do a better job going forward. Mm, yeah, and uh, you certainly have done that. Now, uh, before we close out our visit today, would you have some advice that you could uh, share with someone who is listening who is a caregiver today as we speak or someone who will be one in the future and that will happen to a lot of people? I do. I have three key points I'd like to make. The first one is really remember that everything changes. What Whatever's happening today will be different tomorrow, a month from now, a year from now. You need mm-hmm. to keep your mind open, be realistic and proactive because it's never going to stay where it's at today. The mm-hmm. next one is that you need to think ahead and plan. You can expect the best, but always prepare for the worst. You, okay. know, you may not have to use the resources or information you've accumulated, but if you have done that work, the crisis that you're having may not end up being a crisis because you know what you're going to do. <laughs> and uh-huh. finally, finally, and I think this is the most important one, be as kind and as accepting of yourself as you are of those that you're providing care for or the other members who are involved in caregiving. You deserve it as much as anyone else. Oh, that, that is such good advice. And uh, share with my listeners what the benefits are for them to use uh, a third party, such as Assisted Living Advantage, in your, their search for a care facility. Uh, share with our listeners how you can help them. Well, first of all, this is my profession. I do it every day, all day, and I mm-hmm. know these communities inside and out and how they run and what mm-hmm. you need to be looking for. This is maybe a once or a twice in a lifetime event for you, so why not use somebody who knows that I can save a family so much time, I save them money. You know, mm-hmm. you could spend in Phoenix, there's over 2,000 communities. You could spend <gasps> yeah. months 
and never even be looking at the right place. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. so, so, you know, I called myself a matchmaker earlier. That's just it. I, I take down your information, and I know exactly which communities we need to go and look at. Oh, that would be so very, very helpful. Because as as you mentioned uh, before, many people, uh, when they're in that situation, when they're in the midst of it, they have a hard time thinking ahead. And they a lot of times they are so emotional, in such emotional turmoil, that they lack clarity when making big decisions. Don't you agree? I do, and, and when they're in that moment, they do what I call, they put a Band-Aid on the situation. They address what's uh-huh. happening right now, but they don't look at where their loved one might be in a, even a year down the road, and they pick communities or solutions that fit right now but aren't going to fit later on, and then they're right back at it again, having to take mm-hmm. care of, you know, finding yeah. resources. So I help them look at the big picture and make sure whatever we're doing is going to hopefully last through the remainder of their loved one's life. And at uh, Becky's website, uh, she has a fabulous page with frequently asked questions uh, such as what is assisted living, what are the different types of living facilities, what if we do not have the ability to pay for assisted living, who is the VA aid and attendance benefit, or what is the VA, what they can do for you, and many times people aren't even aware that there's um, help out there. Isn't that true? That's absolutely true, especially where financial problems Mm -hmm. are at. Most people think Medicare will pay, or Medicaid or Medicare will pay for this, and that that's not true. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. I can I can usually help guide them towards some resources. And what's funny is, you know, um, it, cause sometimes you have to bundle these resources. So one may not fix everything, but as you start bundling resources, more mm-hmm. and more help being applied, the problem gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> so mm-hmm. pack it from all angles. <laughs> yes, what a wonderful mission in life that you are on and your journey is fascinating. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so pleased with this interview and I'm so, I feel so blessed that we actually got to meet here in Payson and that I can share you with everyone. Thank you. And I would love to have you come back on the show anytime. I would love to January. Thank you. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Me too. To my wonderful listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our show today. It's been quite a learning experience. My upcoming guests will all amaze, amuse, and astonish you too. This is the show where you hear inspiring information that will help you to become successful and help you deal with some of the difficulties in life. I would love to welcome you to our wonderful No Whining World. When you can, sign on to my website, JanuaryJones.com. If you'd like to be a guest or advertise with us, just go to info at JanuaryJones.com. We really love sharing our stories, our struggles, and our secrets for success. Remember my mantra, if you think it, then you can do it. So for now, dear friends, stop with the whining and then start smiling and then start sharing our show with everyone you know. And if that doesn't work, then you can start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. Again, thank you to my guest today, Becky Fiola, the author of The Elder Care Consultant, who has a fabulous website, Assistant Living Advantage. 
This is January Jones thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take care and stay safe as we close with music by Sorrentos. This is Sorrentos, and you're listening to January Jones. We accept the love we think we deserve. In my life I've made so many mistakes. It's so we're in love. This is Sorrentos. I hope you enjoyed January Jones' latest episode. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.